The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. You're listening to BGN Radio with Brandon Lee Gowton and Jimmy Kemsky. What's going on, everybody? This is BGN Radio, episode number 271. I'm Jimmy Kempsky from phillyvoice.com. With me, as always, is Brandon Lee Gowden of bleedinggreennation.com. Brandon, what is going on, buddy? Jimmy, I just got in from Miami. Flew home today on Friday as we're recording this. If I sound tired, it's because I am. Um, Had to get up early. Early flight. Been up for like 12 hours now. No one cares. Uh, what the listeners do care about <laughs> is Righteous Felon Craft Jerky. RighteousFelon.com. Discount code BGN20 for 20% off your order right now. Use that discount code now before it goes back down to BGN15. Again, that's BGN20 at RighteousFelon.com. Jimmy, the Eagles had a joint training camp practice against the Dolphins on Thursday. Oh, wait. No, they didn't because <laughs> it got canceled. What a weird day that was. Hmm. Yeah, so we find out in the morning, we get the group text saying uh, there's no more joint practices. The Dolphins can't, well, I guess they didn't say the Dolphins canceled, but found out shortly thereafter the Dolphins canceled because of a widespread, uh, I guess, food poisoning. I don't know if that's exactly what it was, but the stomach bug, I think is maybe more accurately how they described it. Um, and I don't know if they just didn't want to pass it along to the Eagles or they simply weren't feeling well enough to practice but ultimately what happened was the eagles practice against themselves in miami <laughs> and we watched an eagles practice in miami as if it happened in lincoln financial field except it was again just in miami uh and it was super hot hmm. and the, I, like i mean i'm not i'm kind of stating the obvious here that it's hot in southern florida in the summer but you look at the temperature there and it says 90 and I know what 90 feels like in New Jersey or PA or whatever. 90 there means like 137, <laughs> evidently, because it is hot. It's, it is so hot there. It's crazy. Uh, even when the temperature doesn't, you know, on paper doesn't sound that bad. Man, it, th- like I haven't experienced heat like that. Maybe I guess I, I've been to Costa Rica and it felt that hot before, but otherwise, can't say I've been in what I mean. We had a couple days this summer where it was a hundred, and that was nothing compared to down there in the nineties. 
I really don't have to say what I'm about to say, but I'll roast myself a little <laughs> bit here and give people ammo if they want to make fun of me. I looked like I peed my pants yesterday because I was like sweating <laughs> so much. And I didn't even realize it till like we were, I think the Jalen Hurts, one of the, the pressers in the tent after practice. And I looked down and just like the point is sweating through my clothes, just like profusely again, just, it's just, it was nuts. Um, yeah, just it, it, players after practice, Quez Watkins played for Southern Miss. Jordan Davis played for Georgia. Right. Was, those guys were like, man, it was hot out there. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it was it was the, both days, really. I mean, even like Wednesday and Thursday, both days were super hot. Um, so, yeah, they got through it. I'm sure they're happy to be out of there, too. Sure. Or not, not yet. I guess they got the game still. But Well, I think that's part of why out of Miami. the Dolphins pulled out, too. I think there was some concern that the game might be in jeopardy. You know, they wanted – I think they that wanted to be. play it safe, make sure the yeah. game happens. Um uh, one of the more interesting things about Thursday's practice to me or Thursday was something that happened before practice. And I, I feel like we need to address at the top of the show, uh, you and I gave Dylan Hurts a stock down consensus oh, right. for Wednesday. Yeah. We noted that he didn't have any, obviously like super bad throws. He did under throw Devonte Smith at one point. That was, I think clearly not a good throw, but he just checked the ball down all day. And, for as much as the Eagles, or maybe the coaches more specifically, Nick Sirianni w- wants to say he doesn't read, that he doesn't read, you know, what the writers are reading or whatever. And okay, whatever, maybe that's true. And the Eagles PR team is really, you know, keeping him up to date and telling him everything. But I, I thought it was very strange to me that Sirianni came out and said that was not just like, not just like, oh, I thought Jalen played better than he got credit for, or I thought he actually did pretty good. No, Nick Sirianni came out and said that was Jalen Hurts' <laughs> best practice since he arrived Ever. in Philly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you What do you make of that? So it's clearly was not his best practice since Nick. Sirianni what do you know, Jimmy? You're not the head coach. Well, here's what I will say because I think there is something. There's something to that. We were mm. watching. You were on the on the um, on the end zone view. The end zone view, and All still, yeah, I get, you were still. I mean, how far away from from you were the action from the action for most of the day? Like fifty, sixty yards, would you say? Uh, a little less than that, like forty. Okay. Um, from my vantage point, I was on the sideline in the bleachers. The field closest to me had the Eagles' defense playing against the Miami offense. The field, uh, the far further field. down, um, was Eagles' offense versus Miami defense. So. My view was anywhere between 60 to 100 yards away through the course of the day. I watched, and I still focused on the Eagles offense for most of the day, but with binoculars. So certainly from my vantage point and probably also your vantage point, we have a different vantage point than Nick Sirianni. So Nick Sirianni can, Nick Sirianni knows what the play call is. He knows what the progressions are from, from, you know, uh, option one to option two to option three. They also have the benefit of watching you know, game film after the practice is over and seeing uh, what corrections need to be made, what was good, what was bad, et cetera. So yeah, maybe there's something to the, the idea. I mean, he even cited some examples, like they tried to throw a slant to AJ wasn't there. So he checked it down to the running back instead on like a third and five or something like that. And then later another slant to AJ wasn't there. So instead he went up top to Devonte Smith. That was the, probably the bad pass that, that to him that, that you just cited like a second right. ago. So, I mean, yeah. So if he's making better reads and all that. That's great. And, um, you know, maybe the stock down wasn't legit. 
Um, there's probably something in between because it probably wasn't a stock down day. They probably, you probably did make a lot of good decisions throughout the day. Didn't force things in that they probably shouldn't have been forced in and, and took what was there, which is actually sort of what we were asking Carson Wentz to do at certain points sure. during the later a, a stage of, as, of, of his career uh, in Philadelphia as well. So there's probably something to the point that he was better than you, me, pretty much every other beat writer that watched that practice sort of perceived when we watched it live. At the same time, mm. <laughs> there's no way that was his best practice ever. Not even close. So there's a little bit of hyperbole there from from Nick Sirianni, and that's fine. Like if if that's if they want to pump up the quarterback and they think that that's what, what's best for the team to, to do, then by all means go right ahead. But there was no way that was his best practice of, of Sirianni's career. Yeah, it's it's consistent with what he does. You know, he wears the faces of <laughs> yes players on his t-shirts and everything, and I don't begrudge him for doing yeah, that. I respect it. Yeah. But I, it gets to be a bit much for me when people like want to throw that in our faces. Maybe I shouldn't <laughs> be concerned about that. But it's like, how dare you say Jalen Hurts? It was bad. <laughs> Nick Sirianni, the city has best practice. It's like, come on. Just like the thirsty, um, I don't know why, <laughs> the Apple assistant, I'm not going to say the name in case it prompts anyone's devices. Um, this came up on my phone, so I got distracted. Sorry. Uh, yeah, so I just thought that was a bit much. Um you're, you're handing like to steal a Jim Schwartz term here. I don't think you hand out gold stars for an offensive practice performance where you couldn't move the ball basically at all. And he didn't score a yeah. touchdown. Like, that's not a gold star day. I'm sorry. It's just not uh, anyway. Uh, all right. I just wanted to address that. Cause I thought that was kind of silly. Um, Jalen hurts. I don't think, I think he had a legit stock down day. I, yeah. He definitely, I will say this. He definitely did not have his best practice ever. I thought on the final <laughs> no. day of Eagles training camp where yeah. the Eagles focused in on red zone work, which they typically do on the second day of joint training camp practice schedule. So they kind of kept that in, even though they weren't going up against the dolphins. And one last thing on the dolphins cancellation, like kind of a bummer and like, and like a significant bummer that, I, I wanted to see how they responded. Would they come out and kind of yeah. like be like, hey, we want to prove we're the better team today? Or would they kind of, you know, kind of get their butts kicked again? Like, I, I think that is going to be a real because one day, you know, whatever. But if you kind of put those two days together, I think that adds a lot more interesting perspective. So that was a disappointment. But what can you do? Uh, I thought Hertz did not look sharp. By contrast, I thought he looked really good at the end of training camp last year. Now, those practices were against the Jets. So that certainly, I'm sure, helps matters. Um, mm -hmm. But I don't think he finished as strong this summer, and he turned the ball over twice. He um, there was some dispute. Did you see the first pick there? Where yes, he had two picks, and he almost had a third. The yes. first one he threw in the general vicinity of Jalen Rager. Ultimately, it was picked by Darius Slay, but there was really nobody near Darius Slay when he mm -hmm. made that interception. It looked like he kind of threw it right to him. I think there was a communication issue between him and Rager because he sought out Rager right after that play was over. Um, which is a strong veteran move if if uh, if it was in fact Jalen Hurts' fault, mm -hmm. but I, I think there was probably some kind of miscommunication error. Uh, I'll give Jalen Hurts the benefit of the doubt over uh, Jalen Rager. Uh, anyway, ultimately that play was a was an interception. The other one yeah. was clearly on Hurts. It was I had a good view of this. I was standing right behind the end zone on this. Um, he threw short to Devontae Smith was was open ish. Uh, in the back right corner of the end zone, and Hurts didn't get it there. didn't didn't have the ball in a good spot. And I also thought he was a little bit late, maybe with the mm -hmm. throw. And uh, I thought Avante Maddox made 
nice play on the ball, but right. uh, an interception that he should have made. Like the play was there for him to be mm-hmm. made. To, the play was there for him to make, and he made it. So uh, interception there. And then the third play was he threw what was Quez Watkins was streaking over the middle, and Hertz threw way behind him. Uh, he was lucky Quez was able to put his hand back and at least knock the ball down because if he hadn't. Marcus Epps was just standing there waiting for the ball to come to him. Uh, that would have been a pick, too, by Epps if uh, if Quez wasn't able to reach back somehow and get a hand on that football. Um, so, yeah, I mean, he only attempted like 15 passes. It was a short practice, to be clear. Uh, he only attempted like 15 passes. And when 20% of them are either picked or almost picked, it's, you know, it's not it's not his best day. Well, I think you, you didn't even mention the play where Zach McPherson Hurts had thrown to the left, and it was kind of a contested jump ball situation. But again, I think kind of a late throw or not on target throw. And McPherson was able to get a hand on it and deflect it. And somehow he almost caught it while going to the ground. Like it was, it was, I thought that was like very, I'm, I'm, I think the ref was right to rule it incomplete, but like it was pretty crazy mm-hmm. that he made it as, it was, it was very close to being a pick. Like he almost, yeah. so was somehow able to like hold on to it as after he tipped it while going to the ground. It was almost incredible. Like that would have been easily like double play of the day candidate if he, if he made that catch. But, um, but yeah, so, um, you know, not the strongest finish to her, uh, training camp for Hertz. We are going to recap our training camp MVP, LVP, Hertz stock up, all that stuff mm-hmm. uh, in a different episode here. Um, I didn't get the chance to do that yet. Um, we're kind of on a time crunch. We want to get this pod up because we're late already and I got the flight back. So whatever. Sorry, forgive us. But real quickly, I wanted to say that I went through my personal Jalen Hertz stock up, stock even, stock down rankings. And what I came up with was... So there's 16 total practices. I had five up, five even, and six down. Now, mm-hmm. okay, you know, if you want to argue the preseason game, you know, put put that in there as, as a 17th performance. Um, then okay, then you have that's obviously an up. That's obviously not be. So you have six up, six down, and then five even. So, and I know there's there's you know you could say I've been a harsh grader. I think I'm right to be a harsh grader when it's the most important position and it's going to have a big determination on the outcome of the season and the franchise moving forward. I don't think I should be an easy grader here. And um, I don't think what we saw from that, like all that kind of mixed bag performance was totally dissimilar to what we saw from Jalen Hurts in 2021, where I I remember you going through your like stock up, stock even, uh, stock down performance count. And it was kind of similar. Like the numbers were very, like almost an even distribution of performances there. And I think that's kind of what he is. I think he's going to have some highs. He's going to have some lows. He's going to have some in between and all kind of balances out. Um, I don't feel significantly better or worse, really, I guess, about him coming out of training camp. What about you? So I think he improved this year. Um, I think there is something to the idea that he is better. Dis- I mean, he, so he hadn't thrown an interception before this, before uh, this last practice on Thursday, he hadn't thrown an interception since August 6th, which was practice number seven, I think of training camp. Elliot was telling me this, we were sitting in the bar at the airport and uh, he tracks all the throws of um, mm-hmm. camp or whatever. So I asked him when the last one was and he came up with, Practice number seven. Again, they had 16 total. Um, and it was, again, like three weeks ago. <laughs> so, like, it's been a while since he threw an interception, which is good. I mean, you know, you don't want to turn the ball over uh, analysis. Uh, but uh, and, and he hadn't throughout the majority of camp until he threw these these two picks uh, on Thursday. So I think that's good. He um, 
he's I think he's a good decision maker. He doesn't make, you know, obviously bad decisions with the football. And I think there is something to the fact about him, you know, knowing where he's got to go with the football uh, better than he did a year ago. Certainly there's something to the idea that they're returning their full coaching staff from 2021 into 2022. And it's, and it's well-documented of course, that Jalen hurts hasn't had uh, the same offensive coordinator um, from one year to the next, the same, same playbook basically from one year to the next, since he's been in high school. Um, I think that's, and I'm with you. I think that's overstated a little bit, but it's still, I think it's still something. There's there's still something to, to, but it's uh, also worth bringing up as we do that, like teams can adjust to him. Like, cause no one ever brings that up. No one's ever like teams have teeth on him. Like they don't say that part. Of course. So yeah, I'm with you there. Um, but I do think he improved th- this year. I think there's there's something to the mental side of the game that that he's improved on. I think certainly he has he already had sort of the backing of his teammates, but I think there are more believers in him now than they were maybe this time a year ago. I think he had to show it in the games a little bit last year to kind of get them behind him. But uh, so I think he's further advanced in in that department as well. I think he was a little more accurate this camp than he was uh, last year. But the one thing I will say is like we we've we talked early early in camp or maybe it was before camp that um, Carson Wentz from 2016 to 2017 made a huge leap. Like it was clear after Carson Wentz's 2017 camp that he was probably going to be a lot better, like a lot better than he was his rookie Mm -hmm. year. And certainly he wound up being the best player in the NFL until he got uh, hurt uh, against the Rams in L.A. Jalen Hurts didn't make that kind of leap or or anything close in my opinion. And and really just because he's not he's not as you know, gifted athletically and um, uh, I guess just overall quarterback talent that Carson Wentz once was. Um, but I think in the areas that he could improve, he did improve to some degree, you know, maybe left a little bit wanting in terms of, you know, the the overall improvement that he could have had uh, throughout camp. But I think he did improve and I think he is in for a better season than he had uh, last year, just on his own. So even if he brought back the same players that mm-hmm. they had last year, I think he'd be a better player this year than he was last year. Of course, now they add uh, NAJ Brown to the mix and a better Devontae Smith. And um, you know what you're probably getting out of your offensive line this year. Uh, I, I think he's primed for for uh, what is, I think he's going to have a good season this year. Hmm. Good is relative, though, and I do agree. And so is improvement because I do agree he has improved to some extent. I think the things you talked about, um, you know, accuracy is definitely has improved in some regards. Throwing over the middle, uh, I still think he holds the ball on for a long time, and that hasn't improved a ton unless it's like again either really quick or he, he holds it for a long time. I don't think any any kind of like hope or theory that there's going to be this night and day difference. Yeah. I just don't see the evidence to support that. I don't, that's, I don't, I that's don't true, see sure. that yeah. at all. I don't think this is yeah. a night and day different kind of player. And that's I'm not saying that's realistic, but I'm just saying, I think that's like, if you're one of those people who want to compare him to Josh Allen, then I don't think that's like a fair or accurate comparison. Yes. Speaking of accuracy. And I don't know that he's improved in meaningful enough ways to again, really move the needle at least like closer to him being franchise quarterback, long-term contract guy um, the way I've seen it. So again, we can, we can recap our stuff or hurts stock reports more and whatever. Um, but I think that was a good, I, mean, I think this is a Super Bowl roster around him. 
like a team that can win the Super Bowl with with stellar quarterback play. Whether they get that stellar quarterback play or they just get good-ish quarterback play is probably going to be the difference between whether they do big things this year or not. So while I while I do say that I think he's going to have a good season, um, good season doesn't necessarily equate to a different quarterback might have had a much better season. Mm-hmm. So you know we'll we'll see how it plays out, but um, yeah, I, I do think I do think he improved is, is sort of uh, where I stand leaving camp. Uh, we will not get to watch any more practices. Uh, mm. We meaning Brandon, me, and the rest of the Eagles media. They let us in to watch like stretching and individual drills during the season, and then they kick us out. So like we, we don't get to watch anything else. We like any we're we are uh, on on an even playing field now between us and uh, and uh, the the listeners and the readers in terms of what we get to see from here on out. Uh, but but I but I do think he'll be improved and. Uh, to be determined how improved that to be determined what that actually means when they start playing meaningful games. Uh, do you have any, uh, out. Go ahead. Sorry. What? No, you go ahead. I was going to say, do you have any non uh, Jalen hurts points from? Yeah. Yeah. I wanted practice. to give a quick shout out to Ross Tucker who came on oh, the pod. Yeah. That was a fun little interview. We did. If awesome. you didn't, yeah. If you didn't listen to that already, uh, definitely go check that out. Uh, I'm hopefully, I hope I'm hoping you did because there wasn't a practice recap recap podcast yesterday on Thursday, so hopefully that kind of filled or held you over a little bit, like a nice little snack before this being the meal, if you will. Um, looking through the rest of my notes, I mean, I feel like Hertz was kind of a big thing. It wasn't that eventful of a practice otherwise in terms of big picture takeaways. I thought Kenny Gainwell had one of his better days, actually, mm-hmm. uh, which is nice to see with him kind of stacking that on top of the preseason game and him being disappointing on the whole so that was nice to see uh these made a trade we talked we talked about that during the last podcast never mind uh don't need to get into that again yeah, that, was, that that was breaking while we were recording that's right uh Devontae smith said he likes wawa after practice that might have been one of the biggest takeaways from thursday <laughs> which really was a good plug by him because if you didn't know he i think it's like him dallas goddard and Devontae maddox are all in like wawa promotional slash mm-hmm. commercial stuff um, so great job by him. Although I do think there's probably some level of honesty there. I mean, especially working with them. I'm sure he's getting like free Wawa. So, so why not? Why not play it up? <laughs> he said the, he's a honey turkey guy. That's his fave. Okay. Um, and, and John Clark asked him like, what about the meatball? And he's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> so, oh, really? Yeah. Did not, <laughs> okay. not a meatball guy, apparently by any means. Um, well, a check mark against him. What's your Wawa? Uh, I feel like we've talked about this before, but in terms of not actually not getting into all the toppings, but just like the base, like what is your, your go-to if you're getting like uh, either a hot Honey turkey's or cold. Good. I, I'm, I'm with, I'm with uh Devante there, but I, I okay. think my base go-to hoagie is the Italian. I feel like that's the right answer. That's and just I'll like, put pepper- the, I'll add pepperoni to it sometimes too. That's a strong move. I usually just get a pepperoni straight up. Um, but I do love an Italian too. An Italian with pepperoni is, well, Italian to me should be. It should have it on it. Like that's that's, that's a rare right. agreement on a on a food take by the two of us. <laughs> we're usually on uh, we're usually on pol- on polar ends. Well, there we go. Um, so did you have any other takeaways from practice? So yeah, I have a takeaway. We should probably get to the semi seismic uh, news in the NFC East, hmm. which happened yesterday uh, with the Cowboys who. I mean, they're gonna—they're not gonna have Tyron Smith for the 
season. I don't think there is, I mean, hope maybe that he can return in December, but by the description of his injury where he broke a bone in his knee and the hamstring like tore away from the bone or something like that. That doesn't sound like that guy's coming back anytime soon. And he's been, what, what, what year is this in the league? He's young for like the amount of time. He was the youngest player in the league for, I think two years after he got drafted because <laughs> he came out so young. Uh, but he is in what is 12th season or 13th. Kind of like a, yeah. Kind of like a Fletcher Cox situation there. Where I don't think the age, like the age makes him look, a little younger than he is, you could argue, because yeah. of the wear and tear he's taken. And obviously all the I mean he's he's missed games every single year. Games, plural, since twenty sixteen. He's uh, missed at is, least three games in each of the last yes. six seasons. So now it'll be seven straight years he'll miss at least uh three games. Do you know the but Cowboys their record? offensive line is in it's potentially in shambles because mm. their their O line originally, before he got hurt, was left from left from left to right, Tyron Smith Tyler Smith, the rookie uh, first-round draft pick of Dallas this year. Tyler Biadish, uh, Zach Martin, and Terrence Steele, who was replacing Lyle Collins, who they they just cut him, right? They didn't trade. They cut him outright yeah. this offseason. So Terrence Steele is already going to be sort of um, a, a player to watch in terms of can he fill those shoes. Uh, Tyler Biadish, just kind of a, you know, jag kind just of Just a guy, starter. yeah. Um, left, left guard, uh, again, Tyler Smith, who they drafted out of Tulsa in the first round, really interesting prospect in that he's got a mean streak. He's got athleticism. He's got like a highlight reel. That's fun to watch. And he's, he throw, you see him throwing guys to the ground. You can see him like doing things that other linemen can't do, but he had 16 penalties in his last season at Tulsa. 12 of which were holding penalties. Uh, we actually talked a little bit about that with uh, Ross Tucker in, in his interview. He, he had watched some of his tape, just has his arms, you know, out wide and tends, ends up bear hugging them. So he's been repping all summer at left guard when uh, he hasn't played guard apparently since high school. He'd been repping there all summer. So he's trying to learn a new position already. Now that, and and he's essentially going to be there left guard of the of the present, left tackle of the future, whenever Tyron Smith was going to be done. So he, he's expected to kick out eventually to left tackle. Well, now that might come sooner than later. He might now have to kick back out to left tackle <laughs> after he's been repping a guard all summer. And now they have Connor McGovern, who's really their only experienced backup at all on their roster. He's now going to probably start at left guard. Tyler Smith is probably going to start at left tackle. And that's a recipe for disaster, potentially. And then you look at receiver. They have CeeDee Lamb, but Michael Gallup isn't going to be ready for week one to be determined when he actually returns. They signed James Washington in in free agency. He got hurt. He'll miss a few games to start the season, it looks like. They drafted a guy in the third round. Um, Man, what's his name? Went to Southern Alabama. Can't remember his name now. Jalen Tolbert. Jalen Tolbert. I liked him too. I saw an article that like Bleacher Report put out that that um, they, they named like five rookies that were having slow camps or slow starts. Or something. He was yeah. one. You made that list. I don't know how legit that is. R- that RJ kind of suggested that as well. It wasn't like really lighting things up. Oh, okay. Um, so yeah, but and whatever whatever the case, still just a rookie in a third round pick. So the only like. 
guy they can count on from the receiver position is CeeDee Lamb, who kind of had a disappointing season last year. They still have Zeke, who's on the downside. They still have Tony Pollard, who is, you know, can do some things as a runner and in the past game. They still have Dalton Schultz, who was like sort of, you know, they franchise tagged him. And I think legitimately this offseason, he was worthy of that tag. But this is by far the worst offense that that Dak Prescott has been surrounded with in his professional career so far. And if the Eagles weren't already favorites in the NFC East, and I kind of thought they were already, they certainly are now after this, you know, like I said, semi-seismic news with Tyron Smith probably be, probably being done for the season. So since 2016, which is when Tyron Smith started to miss multiple games every season, Cowboys with him are 41 and 24. That's a six or 0.631 winning percentage. Pretty good. Okay. Cowboys without Tyron Smith are 17 and 15, just above hmm. 500. It's actually better than I thought it would be. Yeah, but like it's a lot worse. I mean, they're clearly yeah, a lot yeah, they're worse. Not as good, they're, they're obviously not as good of a team without him. By the way, the Tyler Smith penalties thing reminded me of that tweet the Cowboys had, like <laughs> not too long after they took him, <laughs> which I, I pulled up. I'm looking at it here. This is the quote, or this is this is the the tweet verbatim. Tyler Smith was flagged 16 times last season at Tulsa. The Cowboys coaches are confident improving his technique won't be an issue. <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> it's one thing to be real about a situation, but it's another thing. Like, it's just funny to me that you draft this player in the first round and you're just like pointing out this really like, concerning, obvious. <laughs> there flaw. were probably fans that had no idea about that. And, right. Like, you're they like, wait, what? To their this attention. is the guy you drafted? <laughs> <laughs> He's also very young. He, he turned 21 in April, which, you know, is nice for upside purposes. But when it comes to like, you know, playing immediately, especially at left tackle too, like, you know, a 21-year-old Tyler Smith going up against, let's say, um, Josh Sweat, like, or Reddick, or, you know, like, you know, like eh, Brandon Graham. Brandon yeah, Graham kills well, those kinds yeah, of guys. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, that's definitely dicey. And I don't I don't even know if the Cowboys will do that. They they could. So RJ uh, appeared on Eye on the Enemy with John Stolness, and he kind of talked through some different comments. They have different options. They can, you know, they can kick um zach martin out to right tackle and then move Terrence steel over to left tackle or they can potentially sign andrew whitworth just you know he kind of said that the cowboys are kind of showing interest in him jason peters is out there yeah uh, eagle fans have kind of been like would you trade andre dillard to the cowboys for a two and duh yes i mean i would in a Maybe. half a heartbeat like are you kidding me yes <laughs> like what's your half fear that he's going to become like this stud player for dallas I mean, like, I, I'm, I'll take my chances on that. Uh, and it's a two. Yeah, it's a two. Like, uh, obviously. And, and I don't think a deal like that would get done because <laughs> if you're the no Cowboys. There's no way the Cowboys would trade for him. There's no way the Cowboys would be like, oh, you're willing to trade, trade me this left tackle and fix all my problems? <laughs> right. Okay, let's do it. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. The Cowboys would be less likely to do that deal than the Eagles. Exactly. Well, they'd be like, "Well, wait, what is the catch? What is the yeah. catch here? Like, why <laughs> are you wrong? willing oh, there's to something do wrong this?" With them. <laughs> yeah. So I agree. I don't. I don't think that's a real thing. Um, but yeah, it's a huge loss for Dallas, and it's it's kind of I don't want to say funny, but like there's been a lot of consternation on blogging the boys and the NFC East mixtape specifically from RJ 
like prior to this Tyron Smith injury about mm-hmm. their backup left tackle situation and their backup t- t- tackle situation as a whole. They didn't really have a swing tackle, but especially, you know, left tackle. So like they had been, they've been like beating this drum. Like this is a big concern. This is a big concern. Maybe it won't manifest into a real problem because maybe Tyron will actually stay healthy for once, but probably not. So he's probably going to miss some games. And now it's like the worst case scenario for them where again, it looks like he might miss the whole season and it puts them in a really bad spot. I, I don't think it means the Cowboys are, you know, like done and dusted and they won't be a threat to the Eagles by any means. But it's certainly, I agree with you, it does put the Eagles in a spot where they should be considered the favorites or at least like, you know, a pretty good chance they can win the East or will win the East. Yeah, when I, when, when I wrote my dumpster fire piece back in uh, June, uh, I I had the I had the, their offensive line as number three in the article, but it was number one in terms of like when I first started compiling a list of like all the holes that I could punch into that roster and and whatever else. Um, offensive line just boring, so I only listed it third. So, but uh, but yeah, that it was it was the most clear, glaring potential major pitfall uh, to their season, and it's here before the season already began before the season even began, and it's crazy to me that they didn't have more foresight and put a better contingency plan in place for what was likely to happen. Like it was almost certain that he was going to get hurt at some point. Mm -hmm. He's almost beyond late stage Jason Peters at this point in his career, where like you'd go into the season with JP and you knew he was going to play well when he played, but you knew he was going to get hurt at some point. He's already beyond that. Mm -hmm. He's like beyond that JP stage of his career. Um, And certainly, and as we found out already, like, it was almost kind of like. Did you see the video of him? I did. When, Didn't when look got, good. It was almost. It's almost kind of like non-contact too. Yeah, he just basically, if I remember correctly, kind of made a block out in space, and then I don't yeah. know if he got tripped up or just yeah, some the turf monster got him. Something happened, and he was on the ground. It's not a lot like of pain. somebody hit his leg or something. Yeah. So that's tough. I mean, their backup left tackles currently, I don't remember if you said this, are like Josh Ball, who didn't play last year. I did not. So, and then Matt Willetsko, who they and drafted he, and he's this hurt. year from North Dakota yeah. state. He got already hurt. like a, uh, like already like a two or three year prospect anyway. Right. And he's like injured. a developmental guy. Yep. So in either way, there's like no experience, no proven experience at that position. So yeah, definitely not good news for the Cowboys. All right. Anything else that you want to get to before the break? Um, no, it was a pretty short practice mm-hmm. on Thursday. So uh, I think they were, I think the Eagles were kind of content to, you know, just get out, just get out of the heat, play this game, go home, and then we'll get some good practices in before the start of the season. Uh, but once once the Dolphins were out, I kind of felt like all juice was kind of out of the day uh, for the Eagles, and and they just kind of I don't want to say they packed it in, but uh, it was a short practice, and and I, it felt like they wanted they they wanted no part of like the post-practice interviews it's not that they do anyway mm-hmm. but uh it, it really felt like they wanted to get out of there did zach pascal bring his quesadilla to miami and then somehow <laughs> feed it to dolphins players so that the eagles couldn't lose to the dolphins in practice again maybe I, it's just a question i didn't say maybe it did he was happen. trying to get like a no decision out of joint practices instead of the loss uh, who are you looking forward to, if anyone, to see in the preseason game? Speaking of Saturday's so meaningless preseason game, I made a list of game. five guys actually okay. uh, in my practice notes because I, I had to have some kind of filler because my notes sucked. <laughs> but I went 
Um, and I think I don't have to get into detail on, on most of these guys, but Reed Sinet for obvious reasons. Can he mm-hmm. make the team as the third quarterback? Is he, did he show enough in any of the games? Um, two is Davion Taylor. Horrendous yeah. in the second preseason game against the, the Browns. I think he's got to show something in this last game. He's not going to get cut, but I think he has to show something so that the coaches can just trust him to put him in a real game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Reed Blankenship is a guy that I think is roster worthy. Uh, mm-hmm. I think he's outplayed some of the safety veterans on the roster. And, you know, one more solid performance could maybe force the Eagles to keep him instead of exposing him to waivers. Uh, then you have Jack Anderson. I think the Eagles are locks to keep at least nine offensive linemen. And if they keep 10, I think he's the clear 10th uh, guy that they would keep mm-hmm. if so. And then uh, Grant Calcaterra, who okay. I think he's shown – that he's a legit viable receiver from the tight end position in the limited time that we've seen him in practices, but he hasn't played in a preseason game yet. So he's certain he was full go uh, on Wednesday and Thursday in practices in Miami. So he's certain to play, I would think uh, in, in the game on Saturday. Okay. It's a good list. Probably similar for yeah. me. You got anyone to add? Um, No, I think Calcaterra is definitely an, an interesting one. I think he could actually, you know, if was anything like he, he had a good practice on Wednesday relative to, you know, mm-hmm. the Eagles not being able to move the ball a ton. Although, you know, he was working with, I guess, Minshew, who was looking a bit better uh, yes. with the backups. Uh, I'm kind of just buying time as I'm scrolling through the roster. I don't really see anyone. I mean, it's, you know, like you're not going to learn anything about Jaquaski Tart. It's interesting. You know, some of these bubble guys, like I don't, I don't know how much, and some of them aren't healthy. Like Andre, Sashere, like he's not healthy. Yeah. Um, so I'm looking through. No one, especially uh, Jordan Davis, you know, I'd like to kind of see. I mean, but it's not going to determine you know, his roster spot, but I'd like to see him kind of do a thing or two after kind of a quieter game last week. Mm-hmm. Um, same thing for N'Kobe Dean, I think you could say. Cornerback uh, situation is interesting. You know, does anyone kind of pop out there? Job is hurt right, right now, so that's kind of something to monitor. But uh, Let's say Job doesn't play. Do you have him on? Yeah, I think I do. Because if he's hurt too, you can just you know put him on IR. Like well, keep him through the, the team that's, first. That's though, what I'm saying though. Yes, that, but that's why I said yeah. yes. But oh, like, right. yes, put him on IR sense. and then bring back Tay Gowan or whoever you know mm-hmm. whatever you want to do in the meantime. Um, all right, let's take a break and then we'll get into our superlatives for one last time this summer. Uh, Jimmy, we will be back after this, but not before we hear about both Righteous Felon Craft Jerky, which you can get at RighteousFelon.com, discount code BGN20 for 20% off, and Kristen Roach of Roach Realtors and RoachRealtors.com. 856-906-9295 is where you can reach Kristen again. 856-906-9295. Brandon? Back after this. Back here on BGN Radio, Jimmy, one final time, what do you have for Jalen Hurts? Stock up, stock even, stock Stock down. down. Yeah, stock down. I I did bump them back up to stock neutral from Wednesday, so I'd like to make that point because I think it's fair that we probably didn't get to see uh, what Nick Sirianni was describing. And I'll take his word for it that he – I think it would be a weird message to send to Jalen Hurts that – he did a good job on his decision making when he didn't. So, like, uh, I'll believe him that his decision making was sure. good, or at least what they're looking for him. Uh, so, I'll bump him up to stock neutral from stock down okay. on Wednesday. 
but I think he was a clear stock down on Thursday. Okay. Um, I'm not going to retroactively change or, or do you want me to? No, it's fine. Uh, I I have that on my own thing on my website. Yeah. Who's your MVP? Avante Maddox. Okay. I thought had a good day. Uh, nice, nice pick. Good coverage. You think it beat for a touchdown against, uh, Zach Pascal, but, um, Mm -hmm. I think, I think this is also sort of a, um, um, you know, well, first of all, it's such a short practice and like, there's really not a lot to glean really. But uh, I think this is also sort of a um, uh, an over period of time uh, award for him too. I think he's had a solid camp and maybe has we've barely mentioned Devontae Maddox at all. I think, um, mm-hmm. but but I think he's he's kind of at the point where you kind of trust him as the slot corner, and uh, you know, really nice play on the interception on Thursday. I'll give mine to Darius Slay, um, even if the pick maybe wasn't his best pick ever. To to quote Nick Sirianni or to. Draw from Nick Sirianni. Um, he came back from getting, you know, kind of roasted and mm-hmm. cramps and everything on, and then he didn't miss much time. And then he, I think overall he looked good. I don't, I, he had, I saw the pass breakup on a pass to Devonte Smith earlier in seven on seven red zone. So I'll give it to Slay and kind of also just a cumulative thing here. He's had a good camp, not to be, uh, not shocking. It's to be expected, but I'll give him some credit. So I'll give him an MVP point. Slay's a good one. He didn't have to practice yesterday. Yeah. He got hurt twice in practice on Wednesday. And they weren't, and after the Dolphins weren't practicing, he could have just been, and there were actually guys that got a day of rest yesterday. True. He could have easily gone to the coaching staff yeah. and said, yo, can I get a day of rest too? And they had have said, fine. Yep. <laughs> but I think he went out and practiced on his own because he wanted to. And, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, good for him. I, I think that's yeah. that's a deserving pick. For, by okay. Uh, who's your LVP? <laughs> I guess I got to go Hurts. <laughs> I mean, yeah. there's no, I don't know who else to pick because yeah. there's, you know, no, nobody obviously stood out in a bad way and Hurts through two picks, almost mm. three or four. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I don't want to kill him because I think, like I said, he's, he's had a decent enough camp. But, um, yeah, for, for Thursday, I'll go Hurts stock down. That's tough because I – does he deserve a double stock down day? Mm. Is, it t- is it too harsh if I also make him – I feel like it's a little too harsh maybe if I make him LVP, especially because – uh, maybe we were a little too harsh on him. On... I can't even think of anybody else. I mean, I don't think Minshew had the best day. Uh, he I thought he, he was much better against the first day uh, uh, against the Dolphins on Wednesday, but uh, he like had it was kind of a little bit more mixed on Thursday. I thought he did have some bad throws. Almost got he got picked off one time where I don't I don't think any of us saw who batted the pass, but someone batted mm-hmm. the pass, got picked off by Teron Jackson, and there was another throw where. He should have been picked off by Josh Blackwell, I thought, uh, and almost the ball thrown, almost thrown right to him. But like a collision with another defender, like broke up the play. Yeah. Um, so that wasn't great. So I think that was Deion Kane that was intended. Okay. For. So yeah. I can give it to Minshew and not double up on Hurts. Who else? Who else could it possibly be? I can't even think of. By the way, Josh Blackwell resigned temporarily. Um, right uh, after they traded Ugo, they brought right Josh the Blackwell. extra space. Uh, I'll, I'll give it to Minshew, I guess. All right, that's fair. Uh, so, see everyone, I didn't. I could have been harsher on Hurts, and I was not. Okay, play of the day to me is the Vontae Maddox pick. Do you disagree? Yeah, I can't even think of any other really noteworthy play that where I didn't again the McPherson oh, play could have yeah. been the play if he actually caught it, but um, very close. All right, so that's it for Eagles training camp, Jimmy. It's the 
10th year of me doing this. You, what, 11th, 12th? Mm, yeah, I, I went to Lehigh a few times, but didn't. So it's my, I guess my first camp that I ever covered start to finish full-time uh, employee somewhere mm-hmm. was 2013. So yeah, this was my 10th full camp. Okay. But I did cover... Uh, I think my first camp was 2010. It was the oh, Kevin wow. Cobb year. So this is actually like my 13th camp that I've covered in some way. Wow. It's um, been a while. Thanks to all the listeners for following along every step of the way. We appreciate it. It's been fun to do, do these daily pods and, and see people get excited and enjoy them. So we appreciate all of you. Uh, leave some ratings and reviews. We'll get to around to reading them at some point like we do. Um. Yeah, I don't. I'm tired. I don't. I don't have much more to say. Uh, it, it's you been... look like you're jagging. I don't know. You guys can't see Brandon, but he's he's uh, what'd you say? Twelve hours. So you got up at like got up well, at now th- it's thirteen hours. Three forty-two today because okay, so it's almost twelve hours. Had now, to right? you know had to pack up the what clothes. The, what time was your flight? Uh, it was like an eight a.m. flight, but you know I had to fill up the rental car with gas. I had to drop off the rental car. Um, had to check out all that stuff. Um, I like to get to the airport early as well. Like I'm a, are you a, when do you get to the airport typically? So like, the worst is when you go to Dallas games mm-hmm. and they play on Sunday night football or something like that. And then you got like a six o'clock flight the next day. Mm-hmm. We're basically getting back to your hotel room at like th- two, mm-hmm. two even you might get like, like you might pack as soon as you get back and then take, you know, half hour, hour, nap basically and then you're right back out going to the airport those suck uh but yeah there are some trips of course where you just want to get out of that whatever city you're in like detroit is one where not to bash detroit or anything like that but uh you'll you hate you'll, detroit <laughs> you get in i only say detroit because it's week one you like, hate like the I'll common get... man you hate the blue collar worker the service workers <laughs> this is your brand bathroom attendance yeah uh yeah, Saturday night. Yeah, I'll, I'll get in there as as late as possible Saturday night, and then out of there as early as possible uh, on Monday. So yeah, the days after uh, games and and whatever, not fun. Uh, people think I see, I think sometimes people think that traveling on the road uh, all season is all fun and games, and certainly some destinations are. Like I'm looking forward to Chicago this year. I'm looking forward to Arizona. Yes. I've had fun in the past at other places like Vegas or Seattle or New Orleans. Uh, but yeah, a lot of these trips, not as fun as you might think. Well, it's fun prior to the game too, right? When you actually have like the downtime on Saturday, the yeah, before, sure, all you the know, work, meet up with other writers, hang uh-huh. out at the bar, or whatever. Yeah, for sure. It's I will say dinner. it was fun to travel for joint training camp practices this year. Um, time has felt like it has flown by to me. Again, training camp began like a month ago, and I just it feels like that feels like yesterday, literally to me. It's it's been flying by, and especially this past week, just going to Cleveland and then back, and then down to Miami and back. Um, so it was good though. It was fun. I think uh, for all my concerns about Jalen Hurts in terms of his ceiling and whatever, all of that, I still think, you know, the Eagles are in relatively good shape as we kind of outlined here, and especially in relation to the division. And I think, you know, one of the biggest takeaways from training camp for me is that I think it's going to be a fun year. Um, and again, I don't know how high, high, how high the ceiling is, but easy schedule roster looks good. I, 
I have a very high confidence in Jalen Hurts' floor. I think he gives you like mm-hmm. you know very good baseline floor. Um, I am not really super worried about him, you know, flaming out and being a disaster, a la Carson Wentz, twenty twenty. Um, yeah. Not like I don't think that's you know it's not impossible because sometimes players regress more than you know you or or take a step back and you don't see it coming. But I feel with him, I just I I feel confident that's not going to happen. I feel um it's it's unlikely. So just that. Uh, last thing I had is I tried a pub sub, Jimmy. A pub sub from Publix. Do you, do you know what Publix is? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, the, a gro- it's like a grocery store there. Yes. For the listeners who don't know, who aren't familiar with Florida. Publix is good. Yeah. Well, uh, P-U-B-L-I-X, you know, Publix. Yeah. Uh, everyone talks up the pub sub. They're like, okay. it's better than Wawa. And, you know, it's a, it's a, rel- it's a um, relevant comparison because florida has both Publix and wawa for but people mm-hmm. don't know that as well there are wawa locations down in florida it's actually funny it's actually like the first thing i went to when i got to the it's like the, the florida version of wawa versus sheets i guess kind of different i would say different but Publix is a different kind of place than a wawa it's a, gro- it's a, it's a legit, grocery it's store it's a full-on grocery store yeah um but uh so i tried the pub sub because i've heard people say it's so much better than wawa pre-ordered it online and everything and it was pretty big, I have to say that. And I got the chicken tender one, which is like the one I've seen. Like that's the one you get. Like everyone says, get okay. the chicken tender one. And I thought it was good, but it doesn't beat Walla to me. And okay. maybe it's my local bias showing. But <laughs> I genuinely like when I have a Walla hoogie, it's just like it's S tier to me. It's it's everything I want it to be. It's not like look, people have to measure. You have to measure against expectation. Like I I don't love the. And and this is kind of not just for Wawa, but other teams too. Like people are like, because people do this with, let's just say, for example, Mexican food. It's like, why would you get Taco Bell when you could get Mexican? Well, it's like, those are different things. If you want really good Mexican food, then yeah, you go to a restaurant that has that. Yeah. But that's not what you're, you're going to get at Taco Bell. You're getting something like, and you know what the deal is. You know what you're signing up for. Taco Bell, you're getting cheap, <laughs> ready, available. For, it's You have to measure yes. things against expectation. This isn't yeah. just applicable to food it's applicable to sports too and i think it's just dumb to me to be like well taco bell let's say like you're rating it on the one to five scale five star scale like the doughboys do it'd be like well you know this this restaurant that does really nice mexican food is like a five and taco bell is one well like they're not you're not comparing apples to apples there so i don't i don't like that anyway getting back to the pub sub i thought it was good but while i just it, it hits in a different way for me so i have to give the edge to Wawa. Okay. I went to Sheets on the way back from uh, okay. Cleveland. On my drive back from Cleveland, I went to and? Sheets. And uh, eh, Wawa's clearly way better than Sheets. It's not even close. I do. I have to say that because I can't give Pittsburgh any credit. Um, in fact, I got an Italian sub there. there okay. Hoagie, excuse me. Got an Italian hoagie there. And uh, not even close. Like, not even close yeah. to Wawa's Italian hoagie. Now, I will say, you know, Sheets does some more things. Like, they have, I think, a little bit more of a variety. They do, like, you know, hamburgers and fries and stuff, mm-hmm. which Wawa actually does now. But Sheets has been doing it for a while. I think they have some other things that Wawa might not have. Um, so I think there are some good things about Sheets, but I agree. I mean, Wawa is, is ultimately the best. And if you think that uh, – I don't know where I was going with that sentence. I wanted, what I wanted to wrap in was – and if you disagree, well, then you also disagree with 
Devontae Smith. And, and freedom. Yeah, and freedom. And <laughs> don't be on the wrong side of history. Support Wawa, <laughs> even though they won't sponsor us, which is sad. Or at least haven't to this point. Well, do we ask or I've tried to expecting ask. them to? Oh, okay. And I mean, I guess really we don't. They don't need to sponsor us because I just talk about how great they are anyway. So they're really they've <laughs> right. got me. They're playing me here. Um, but right. I can talk about it even more if you wanted. All right. Anyway, uh, it's been fun, Jimmy, talking with you every day. It's, it's always a it's, a it's always a good time. Um, any final Thanks, thoughts by you? Likewise. Thanks, pal. Now, uh, I'll let you get to bed. Okay. Let's right. wrap this up. <laughs> this has been BGN Radio episode 271. Um, Eagles have a preseason game on Saturday against the Dolphins, assuming there's no further cancellations. Uh, Jimmy and I will podcast again on Sunday. We'll maybe go through some of those uh, standings that we had and also project final 53-man rosters because cuts are coming well, they could be coming as soon as after Saturday's game at some point, but the deadline, of course, is Tuesday before 4 p.m. Uh, Eastern time. And then, you know, they'll do all the cuts. They'll get down to 53. And obviously, more moves could come after that because there could be some tweaks and maneuvering. And also, the practice squad will be able to be formed at, I believe, 1 p.m., is it? Or, or so? Four. No, it's always Wait, earlier. Cuts you're talking about? I said cuts are four on Tuesday, but yeah, then the practice squad yeah. the next is on Wednesday. Oh, yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, I yeah. think it's like one because I think waiver claims are like 12. So if the Eagles want to claim anyone, which not as likely since they're further down the or- order, but possible. Um, so that's all what's coming up in the future. And, you know, stay tuned here to Bleeding Green Nation Radio because we'll have podcasts covering it all the way. Training camp is over, but everything is just beginning, really. So it's kind of funny to like take this point to reflect and thank everyone for the support. But we're not going away by any means. Things are only heating up uh, there will be a little bit of a break here you know after cuts and before the season but we'll still have plenty of coverage coming your way so rate review subscribe all of those good things check out right to sell and craft jerky by going to right to using discount code bgn20 for 20 percent off your order follow me on twitter and instagram at brandon gowton again so close to a thousand followers on instagram you gotta follow me or else you're a huge coward uh follow jimmy kemsky on twitter and instagram at jimmy kemsky Check out Kristen Roach of Roach Realtors by going to RoachRealtors.com or calling or texting this phone number. 856-906-9295. All right. I'm going to go to bed, take a nap, and we'll talk to you soon. Goodbye, everybody. B-G-N. <laughs>